we're going to do a review of the Sicha in Chelik Yud Aleph, Parshas B'Shalach, the first Sicha. So over there, the Pasuk, um, this is in, uh, right in the beginning, in the story when they were running away from the Egyptians. Uh, this is in Perik Yud Aleph, Pasuk Yud, chapter 14, verse 10. So over there, the Torah talks when the Eden went out of Mitzrayim, and the Mitzrayim were chasing after them. So what does it say in the Pasuk? Uparei Hikriv. So Parai came close. He pushed ahead. It says, So the Bnei Yisrael raised, lifted their eyes. And behold, the Egyptians are running after them. They're traveling, they're journeying after them. They're trying to catch up. So they were very scared. So they cried out. The Bnei Yisrael cried out to Hashem. So Rashi quotes from the Pesach. It says, They cried out. And Rashi says, What does it mean they cried out? Rashi says, That they grabbed hold of the craft, the umnas, the craft of their father. Which means, as Rashi will bring down later on, Rebbe bring down, that the Ovis, Avram, Yitzchok, and Yaakov, Rashi will bring down, they always cried out to Hashem. So the Bnei Yisrael also cried out to Hashem just like their fathers did. As we'll see soon, the rest of the Rashi. But over here, first the Rebbe wants to know, number one, What's the problem that Rashi is trying to explain? That it means over here they cried out uh, because they were grabbing hold of the father's craft. Don't we understand it very simply? The Yidden saw that they're in a trouble. It says, They were followed by the Egyptians. So they cried out and they prayed to the Hashem that he should protect them. We don't need to say they grabbed hold of father's uh, craft. They just were praying to Hashem for protection. Well, maybe one can say that the word Vayitzaku means that they were screaming against Hashem, complaining. They were complaining. Because they weren't just praying to Hashem. Because what does it say later on in the Pesach? They cried out and they said, They were saying to Moshe Rabbeinu, What did you do to us to take us out of Mitzrayim? So over here, if Ayitzaku means they prayed, why would they follow this up by saying, Um... I mean, so it must be there we're yelling. So Rashi saying, no, 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 no. This wasn't, it remains really what it means is they were praying. But not, but then Rashi should have clarified it and say, Vayitzaku means Vayispalu. Tafsu to tell you what it means that it would mean that there's prayer over here. But somehow that's missing over here. So what's going on over here? So, now, 
the fact that Rashi has to explain why they were screaming when we know a person's problem screams. So why doesn't Rashi explain this about when the Ibn Yisrael screamed and prayed to Hashem the first time? In the Parsha Shemois, over there it says, Vayizaku, Bnei Yisrael, Vatal Shemos Melechim, they yelled out, they screamed to Hashem. So what is over there? Already also means prayer over there, what they yelled out. Over there is probably means prayer. It doesn't mean they scream because, you know, like somebody, when he hurts you, you get, you know, you scream because it hurts you, because that's already before. It says, Vayon Chubnei Yisrael Min so that means what? That means that they were in a lot of pain. And then it says they yelled out. So we already know that Vayizaku means tefillah. So why doesn't Rashi explain Tafsu Murzavaisim over there? Why are we here? It means that really Rashi is coming to say something else. The Rebbe will explain in a minute. The Rebbe will explain that most of the time when you pray to Hashem, you pray because you have a reason. Because let's say you want Hashem to help you. Like you're not sure uh, that Hashem is going to help you. So you pray and you say, Hashem, please help me. But sometimes you pray to the Abishter just because that's what you do. When you have a problem, you pray. Even if the Abishter promised you that everything will be okay. Everything will be okay, but still. So you don't need to pray because you need Hashem to change something for you. Because when you're praying to Hashem, because you want Hashem to do something, just to pray to Hashem. So that's what the Rebbe is going to explain is going on over here, as the Rebbe will explain. And that also because the Rebbe has to find the fourth question. The Rebbe says, how could we say that prayer is a craft, that Father crafted that? What did the, what did the fathers do as a craft? What, if one was to ask you, what did Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov do? They were shepherds. They were all shepherds. Everybody was shepherd. So how come... How come Rashi calls it over here their crafts? Why is prayer called their craft? But like I explained before, the Rebbe will explain and the saying, a craft means you do it even when you don't want to accomplish anything with it. This is what you do all the time. You daven to the Abishter all the time, regardless if you need to daven to change anything. And the Rebbe further brings down what is the psukim to support this also? Because what is the psukim that Rashi brings down? So, so by Avram, he says, where did Avram? He says, the Posik says, El Hamokoi Masher Omachom. This Posik is talking about after Avram was pleading with the Abishtar about Zdoim to save them. So then it says, once he finished to the Abishtar, he finished that, so he went back to the place that he stood there before Hashem. So what does the word Omat Shom mean? He stood there, mean he prayed before Hashem. Another passage it says, Yitzchok, 
when Rivka was coming uh, with Eliezer, Avram Zimbabwe, it says, Yitzchok went lo suach basode. Suach means to pray, to speak to Hashem in the field. Okay? Over there too, we see Yitzchok pray. And by Yaakov, we say when he was going, journeying to uh, Lavan. So on the way it says, And it means that he prayed over there, which means all those languages, they all mean that, so we see that the forefathers prayed. Does it say clearly prayed? No. If Rashi is just trying to bring a proof that the fathers prayed, so why doesn't Rashi bring down very clearly we find the forefathers prayed in many other Pesukim? Why do we bring down these particular Pesukim? And you know why? As a rebel answer, but the rebel first asked the question, but I'm giving you the answer already. Because the answer you can understand now, right in the beginning. Rashi wants to be, bring Pesukim with the forefathers prayed not because they were looking for something, but they prayed just to pray to the Abishter. Because this is what Rashi is trying to tell us over here, is when the Yidden saw the Mitzrayim running after them, even though the Abishter promised them that they're going to be saved, so they had nothing to pray for to Abishter. They were promised already. But still they prayed, prayed even when there is nothing to pray for. In other words, there's no change, they still doubt, because that's the ominous. Where do we find Avram other psukim? And Derev is going to point out that these three psukim that Rashi brings, those are psukim where it was prayer in the shape prayer. It was davening just for davening. But Avram, first in Parshas Lech Lecho, which is before the Pasuk Rashi brings, it says, Vayiven Shom Mizbech Lashem, Vayikro B'Shem Hashem. He built a Mizbech for Hashem, and he called in the name of Hashem. Or the Pasuk beforehand, it says, so what is the idea of building a Mizbeach? And what does it mean he called the same Hashem Hashem? That means he davened. A Mizbeach, he davened by the Mizbeach. And further, furthermore, in this portion itself, it says that Avram went back to the place that he stood there. Omad Shom means that he prayed over there. But that Posik earlier, it says Beferish in the Posik by Zdeim Vamoira, that Avram was davening for the Eibishter. It says, he said to the Eibishter, if the Eibishter, if there is 50 tzaddikim, if there is uh, 40, all he was going to the Eibishter. So how come Rashi doesn't bring down those prayers, and just brings down the end? But you know already the answer. What is the answer to that? Because those prayers, when he was praying for them, he was trying to change Hashem's mind, because Hashem said he's going to destroy the people of Zdoim. But the Rashi does, that's not called Umnas. Rashi doesn't want to prove that. Rashi wants to prove that they just pray for the purpose of prayer. The Rebbe says that in the the Take, the Mechilta, they bring another Posik. But the Rebbe says it doesn't mean that Rashi had a different version because Rashi doesn't bring it in the name of the Mechilta. That's the source of Rashi's Pirish. So Rashi could change it around to bring his own posse. That wouldn't be a proof that he had a different chip, uh, version of Mechilta. But still, the issue is the Mechilta brings a previous posse and Rashi doesn't bring that. Uh, but Yitzchak we find, you know, when he, his wife didn't have any children, Rivka. So it says that he 
By Yetar Yitzchok, Yitzchok prayed a lot for Hashem. But guess what? Again, there, why did Yitzchok pray to the Abishter? He wanted the Abishter to give him children. He wanted that Rivka should become pregnant. So he had a purpose with his prayer. Also, so, but that's the question. The Rebbe says, how come he didn't bring that Pasuk Rashi? That says very clearly that he prayed. The same thing is by Yaakov. It says, it says, Hatzileni noam yadoch. He was asking Hashem to save him. So why does Rashi bring this book? So the Rebbe explains like this. Rashi's difficulty, the word Vayitzaku, is why were they praying and yelling out to Hashem? If the Ebrishter already promised them that the Bnei Yisrael will come to Eretz Yisrael, it was such a great miracle. All the Yidna were going out beyond Ramah. They were going out with a raised up hand. So even though that he was chasing after them, The question is, if the people believed in Hashem's promise, why do they, why they have to daven? And if they didn't believe, but because they saw they're chasing them, so what point is there to daven to Hashem if you don't believe David? David already promised you. So that's why Rashi says they grabbed the crafts. That this that we find that the forefathers davened, it's not only did they found, not only did they find daven when they had a trouble, when they had a problem, but actually this was like a craft for them. Every time they davened for the Abishter. So this is was but the Bnei Yisrael also, they were the children. They always davened to the Abishter. Even when they had a promise from the Abishter they're gonna come to Eretz Yisrael. Um, so what you're going to ask so why are the Yidin complaining lighter voice afterwards if they're just praying to David because that's the craft so why don't they so why did they say later on oh isn't there enough why did you take us out we would be better off working in Egypt so why are they complaining if, if you said they trust David but the Rebbe says after they said and they screamed out to Hashem because they were doubting always do and still they weren't answered, so then they started to the complain. Or another way the Rebbe says, maybe this wasn't because they didn't believe in the Ebrister. They didn't have a, a, they didn't want to complain, they weren't complaining. But they were in a very tight spot. A person, naturally, when you put the person in a place of a trouble, he's in a he has a problem. So people speak, you know, without knowing what they're talking about. They just, out of pain, they yell out out of pain. Uh, as the quoting of the verse there, he's not speaking out of evilness, but he's speaking out of foolishness because he doesn't have, his mind isn't working because he has a tzorah, because he has a trouble. It doesn't mean he doesn't believe in Hebrews. It just means at that point, he's very frustrated and he's very upset so he says things that are not sensible that don't make sense but they really still fully believed in the Abish's promise as the Pasuk himself says Rashi says the Shem says talk to them and let them journey so Rashi says the Zuchus of their 
their fathers and their belief, that they believe to me, they'll be saved. So it says that they do believe. So the Pasik says that they did believe in the Abishtar. I mean, as Rashi explains it. So that's why Rashi brings specifically these psukim as a proof to the prayer. When Avram Davon the Parshas Lech Lecho, he had a specific reason for that. Rashi said that he saw that his sons are going to sin, he's placed, he, or they're going to split over there, so he's prayed for them. Similarly, in the Pasuk, Bissim was like a thank you to the Abishter because the Abishter told him he'll have children, he's going to get Eretz Yisrael, so those were the good news, so he thanked Hashem. So there was a reason for Dabi to Hashem. When he prayed for the people of Zdoim Ba'amoyra, it was to try to save them from being turned over. Similarly, Yitzchak in Reish Pashas told us when he needed his wife to have a baby, he wanted to become pregnant, so he had a special request. And when Yaakov prayed to the Abishter to, to protect him from Yisuf, he had a special request. Tzileni, no. Save me from him. That's why Rashi brings this psukim, Asher Omad, over there there was no special reasons why they came to Davin. So that means that their davening was not because of a reason that they needed something for the Ebishter. But that means it was a kind of a craft, that that's what they did all the time. Even without having a specific reason that they needed to daven to the Ebishter. But in Parsha Shemois, we can't explain like that. In Parsha Shemois, they didn't daven because they had a trouble. They had a special, they wanted the Ebishter, they taught to the Ebishter to protect them. And Parsha's boy, Vayikha Da'om, there was a special prayer for them. Surah So all the other times there is reasons. These times there's no reasons. And the only reason because it was a craft, so they prayed anyways. So what does it mean? What is the instruction for us in the service of Hashem? When we daven, or when we learn Torah, it has to be like a craft by us. It has to be a umonus. In other words, don't just learn Torah to know what you need to do and also know what you're not allowed to do. But you should learn Torah for the purpose of Torah itself. Same thing is when we fulfill mitzvahs and we daven. When we do it, it doesn't be for some sort of a goal, for a specific purpose. But it should be in a way of a craft. This is the whole idea. The whole existence is to serve the Abishter in all the above. Same thing needs to be also when working with another person. You shouldn't think about the fact that let's say the other person doesn't look that he has any connection to Torah and Tefillah. Because one has to know that in essence and in inner, this is the crafts of every Jewish person. Because this is the crafts of the fathers, of all of our fathers, but it's hidden. And we have to reveal it from the hidden into the revelation. This is from the Sikh of Shabbos Parshas B'Shalach in the year Tovshin Lamed Heim.